All right, yesterday's daf was Yud Gimel. Today's Yud Dalu. We'll do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today's daf. In mind, our learning should be schus for Poshleim. Yitzchak Ben Reizel, Dasa Basronia, Amy Basvora, Michal Aviv Bas Yehudis, Tzvito Ben Chasha, and all else who need or for Bracha Bas Shoshana. Bracha Bas Shoshana. And with that, let's um, let's start our, our our review of yesterday's daf. Where do we begin? Yesterday. So, um, so we're up to uh, the fifth line down. Kashuba, the Pumnara. So we, we had set an idea, um, the Kiddush, uh, an interesting Kiddush, um, which is basically there's something called Shtika Lachar Matan Mos, which means that. Um, the money was given, and she was not aware that the money was given. And then afterwards, she um, uh, he said, "Well, there's money there." Uh, you know, that was the case. The original case was the case where there was this mat, a little thing that seemed worthless. Marry me with this, you know. And the fact that she accepts it when it doesn't even look like it's a shavapruta is not indicating that there's a marriage. And then he tells her, "Oh, by the way, there's four zuz hidden inside of it." In the pocket, okay, that's what's going on. She's quiet. Does that mean that it's a marriage or not? So that's the question. So he's so so the Gemara tells us that um, basically the the Rava Rava's chiddush is shtikus is love clothing. That's nothing, and he proved it from a different case. The case that he proved it from was a case where the guy gave money as a bikadon. Here's this money. Why I need you to watch it? And then he says, "Oh, by the way, that money that I give you to watch, marry me with it." And um, she said, "Silent." She didn't say yes or no. She says nothing. So he said, "That's not a good kiddushin." The reason why it's not a good kiddushin is because the being quiet after having received the money doesn't prove that she's accepting it as a marriage. That's the idea. Okay, so on that, in Pumnahara, that's like the, by the river edge, in the name of Rav Hun and they ask this question. Can't compare the two cases. By the case of the Bekadon, when it was given, she, the reason why she didn't want to uh, deal with the Bekadon, didn't throw it back at him, is because she already took responsibility for that Bekadon. So that's different. Okay, over here, it was given initially as Kiddushin, by the case of the mat. And she accepted as such just that it didn't have the value. And now she was informed that there is value. If she doesn't want to marry him, she should throw it back in his face. That's the, that's the thing. So on that, Rav Achoy said, you know, it, I understand you think that there's a difference here. But there's a smart to say that, you know, uh, who knows if the women know what Allah is. They don't know necessarily that only by Pekadon do they take on responsibility. But if it was given Felim Kedushin, they don't have any, they never took responsibility to be responsible for what happens. They could throw it into his face. They might think that if I throw this at him, then I might be responsible if, it, if something breaks. So I don't want to take any chances. So she's just silent. Okay. I mean, she could have said no, I guess, but that, that, that she didn't think of. Anyway, so they want to know what's the bottom line. Halacha, Ravacha, Braid Rav, sent to Ravina, what's Halacha? So what he said, you know, we didn't hear Rav Huna's, Rav Huna Brady Rav Shua's issue with this. 
you heard it, you should be choshesh, that maybe it might be different in this case, and therefore you should require a get just on the outside chance. Okay, anyway, there was a lady, another case, there was a lady who was selling silk belts. A man came and grabbed one of the belts from her. And she said, give it to me. He took my belt. And he says, if I give it to you, will you marry me? So she took it, and she was silent. So she didn't say anything. She just took it. She just said nothing. Yeah, but he took it from her to begin with. Oh, so Rabbi Nachman says that she could say, even though she was silent, she said, yes, I took it, but I took what's mine. So I didn't... Uh, no, I don't no, agree no. to it. I don't, I'm not in agreement. So on that, Rabbi asked Rabbi Nachman, he said, but there's a quote. Yeah, I found a price that says that if somebody's Mekadosh and Isha, even though what he used to be Mekadosh Isha was stolen goods, or... He took money away from her, and then he married her with the same money. He said, that's a good kiddushin. So how you can answer that? So can I explain um, that that's a difference. That's talking about a case where they already had a, he already proposed to her, and she already agreed to get married to him. So then, if he takes something from her and gives it back to her, it's understood that she's accepting it as marriage. That's all. Foolish. Foolish. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, how do you know there's a difference between if there was a shidduch in advance or not? It's a brysa. Brysa says, here's the seller that I'm chayv to you, and meaning I owe you this money, and then he says, marry me with it. So if it's at the time of the give, of the money, of the giving of the money, we said it is, a, if she's, so um, if she said, if she is ratzisah, if she's willing, then it's mekudeshes, and if it's loy ratzisah, it's ain't mekudeshes. But if it's after the giving of the money, even if she was willing, it's not a mikudeshes. Now, what does it mean, ratzah? What does it mean, lo ratzah? If we're talking about where she said yes, and lo ratzah means where she said no, so being quiet is also a good kiddushin, so just say mikudeshes. You don't have to say ratzah, lo ratzah. You don't have to contrast, you know, uh, you can just say it's mikudeshes, and that would mean uh, whether she's quiet and accepting, or she says yes, it's a good kiddushin. Obviously, ratzah means she says yes, lo ratzah means she's quiet. Quiet is considered a no. Why would that be that it's not Mikudeshes? Because she could say, yes, I'm taking, but I'm taking what's mine. So it doesn't mean anything. And she said, the reason why she's being quiet is because she wants to get back her thing. You know, maybe you won't give it to her. You know, a guy owes her money. So she, yeah, she's quiet. Yeah, why not that she wants to marry the guy because she wants her money back. But also, oh, how does that fit with the din of kitchen Begetza? The only way you make a difference is with whether there's a shidduch or not, and that's the difference. Okay. Next piece is interesting is uh, where uh, Ravasi Rav passed away, and the rabbis wanted to gather all of the members of Ravasi, in a, you know, so they wanted to, so it's really going all over off the topic also. So anyway, so first one, Rav Yaakov said, Ravasi said in the name of Ravmani that just like a woman can be. Um, cannot be married with less than a shavruta. So too, you can't buy land with less than a shavruta. I can't go buy land with for a penny. Okay, it has to be a shavruta. Um, so the gemara they told him that does is their brisa that says that you could marry you could you can't marry with less than a shavruta, but you could buy land with less than a shavruta. So gemara says that doesn't mean that you're buying it with a kinyan kesef. When you're buying it there, it's talking about chalipin. That means. There's a king in Chalipin, you can buy land. You pick up 
uh, you know, that's a symbolic acquiring. You, you have to use a keli for it. You can't use money. But anyway, that 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 does work. But the Kenyan Kesef doesn't work if it's less than a Shavruta for land. Okay, next thing. Um, they uh, they they had a, the next thing from Ravasi. So Rav Yud is then Shmuel, that if you don't know Gitin and Kiddushin, well, don't be involved. Don't be don't be Masada Kiddushin. Don't be Masada Gitin. Don't get don't get involved. And on that, Ravasi said that uh, Rabbi Yochanan. He quoted Rabbi Yochanan saying that it's worse to the world than the Dor Mabel was. Dor Mabel was pretty bad. The world got destroyed, but it's even worse. And it's quoting a pasuk over here. Um, um, the pasuk is in Hosea, and it's talking about a bunch of different averos. Allah kichesh retzach, and amongst them is damim bitamin ago. And uh, Rav Yosef was, was translated that that they're giving birth to children from the wives of their friends. Okay, so they, were, they had a wife-swapping situation going on and, and, get, and impregnating them. So, um, so that's adding more choven al choven mosifin. The idea being is that they, you know, it creates more mamzerim because like people won't even realize um, who's related to who. Um, so that, that, that creates even more mamzerim. Okay, anyway, um, and the world was mourning, and umla kol and it talks about chayas hasode, oif hashamayim, and degehayom. So it's interesting. It's like even the fish and sea are going to be suffering. Now in the Dharmapa, all the fish in the sea weren't destroyed. Why? Because like there was like um, it was only Kolashabakharavamisu. So their Avera wasn't so great that it needed to destroy uh, sea life. But the Averas in that time that's being described in Oshea is even greater. As the puzzle says, no, so the says maybe it's all the things together. No, it mentions only one of them, and therefore each one alone is enough because it doesn't have the maybe um, anyway. So that's what we proved. Okay, that's the, another member from Ravasi. Next one was a Mishnah that talks about um, a woman who's bringing her chatas and then uh, for Yoledis because she gave birth, and then um, she dies. Before she brought the rat, she could bring the ola that goes along with it. So, um, so the inheritors uh, bring bring can, uh, can, would bring her ola on her behalf. And uh, Rav Yudstein Mishmuel, that's provided that she separated it while it was still uh, uh, while she was alive, meaning she separated the carbon. But if she never did separate that carbon, no. Which indicates Shibuta is not Rudaraisa. On that, Rav Asi quoted Rav Yochanan is saying that even if it wasn't separated while she was alive, which shows that Shibut is Daraisa. Um, so basically, we are having a machlokis here between Shmuel and Rav Yochanan. Um, so that, but we saw this machlokis before. Rav and Shmuel both say uh, a, a non documented loan is not collectible from inheritors. And also not from purchasers if they bought land. Okay, um, there is no lien on the land. Um, and Rabbi Yechonu Shlokish says that they both are. Okay, there is a lien. There is a lien. And um, so the Gemara says it, it, it's not the same thing because in this case, Shmuel says that it, that it's uh, the milva because maybe the the point being is by us it's maybe different because you could say that this is a debt that's written in the Torah. 
And there's a logic to say that it, because it's, she has an obligation to bring that carbon. So it's as if it's written in the Torah. Maybe that's enough to make it considered documented. And it's not the same as completely non-documented debt. And that's the difference. So, you, you know, Shmuel might go that way and the Rabbi Yochanan might, might hold that's the reason why uh, the Shibut is from the Torah. Okay. So uh, that's the Chiddush. Okay. But um, now, Rapapa says, what's the bottom line in the Halacha? The Halacha is somewhere in between the two opinions. That alone, that's non-documented, you still collect it from the inheritors, but you don't collect it from a person who bought land off that person. And the idea is this, is that it's collectible from the inheritors because the shibut is the araisa. And even if it's not documented, it's, the, the lien's there. Um, but you don't collect from buyers because they, since there's no call to debts that were not... Um, uh, that that were not documented, nobody knows about it. So uh, you, if you're gonna, you know, it, they can't know about it. They can't they can't be aware of it. So it's like unfair to them. So uh, rabbinically, we we're protecting the people who bought the land that it shouldn't be a lien on what they bought because the land could be just taken away from them without any way to be aware of that. Okay. Next thing we want to is the way she acquires herself back, which is two ways, which is get and misa sabah. So the Gemara says, Get is written explicitly in the Torah because of Lasiva Krisus, when Nasmiyadon, that she's Vishilchami So it's very clear she's, she's out and the works. But uh, where does it say anywhere that uh, when the man dies, that she's free to marry? That's the Gemara's question. Okay? Um, so the first uh, we try is, is that, uh, look, the Torah says, um, it's, a, it's just a svara. Forget the, the Torah. It's a svara. He's the one that made her prohibited. So when he's not around anymore, she should be permitted. Sukumar so says, but that's not the way it works. By Arayos, let's say, for instance, a man's father marries, uh, uh, marries uh, a woman that's not his mother, right? And then the, the father dies. So who made the, that woman prohibited to him? The father. The father's no longer here. Is that stepmother now allowed to the, to the son? No. It, it's still an iser because so even though he's the one who prohibited by his death, it doesn't automatically become permitted, so that doesn't prove anything. So the Gemara says, yeah, but maybe you could prove it from Yavama. After all, Yavama is, uh, is, 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 is it says that when the husband dies without children, then she's aser, um, which implies that if he would have had children, then she would be permitted. So the Gemara says, maybe when she dies without children, She's prohibited to the whole world, but she's permitted to the other. Um, when she dies with children, then she's prohibited to everybody. Could be. Okay. Well, what about the fact that next Raya is a, a, a widow to a Kongodal? A Kongodal is not, not allowed to marry a widow. Anyone less than that sounds like you wouldn't be allowed to marry a widow, right? So the Gemara says, no, maybe not. Maybe for a Kongodal, it's an Isra love. Everybody else, it's an Isra say. The Gemara says, Israel say, if the death of the husband worked, so then it should be nothing. If the death doesn't work, so then it should be regular Isra of Eishasish. So the Gemara says, no, you find sometimes that things get downgraded. So maybe the death does downgrade the Isra, but enough to make it just an Isra say. The Asay is that the way to permit is with the get. And if you didn't permit by that way, it's like you're, you're, you use Mavato that Isra, that Asay. It's Isra say. Um, anyway, bottom line is you find like let's say Sulei Mukdashim, it uh, it what it did have a dim ilah. Once it's redeemed, 
the din me'il is gone, but there's still an iser of giza vavot, of, of shearing it and working with the animal. So anyway, that was the um, that was the bottom line. So on that, um, the Gemara said, maybe a variety, look, the Pasuk says that if a man betrothes a woman and he goes to the war, we send him back home because you could say maybe you betrothed the woman, somebody else will take her. If he dies at war, how is somebody else going to take her if she's us? Obviously, she's permitted. So, um, so the Gemara says, well, maybe that's somebody what else's. If, what if he's a pure What? What? How do we know if he died in the war? Oh, there's witnesses. Let's say that's okay. And if we don't have then we don't know. You're right. That's she's why a, she's a an aguna. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. But anyway, the point being is, is that the fact that that's brought down there indicates that the, the death permits the lady. On the other commercial says maybe who she's permitted to is the avam. So on that. Um, Ravashi said there's two answers. Answer number one, you can't say it's the Yavam because it says Ish Acher Yikachana. You wouldn't call the Yavam, who's his brother, a Ish Acher. It doesn't fit into the text. Secondly, very clear in the uh, when the Pasuk talks about the Isser, we just had it in this week's Pasha, the Isser of, of Machsu Grushaso, it says the first guy divorced his wife, second guy marries her. And um, either he divorces her or he dies. The first one's not allowed to marry back. You see that the divorce and, and dying is the same, is equivalent to each other. And that's the bottom line. And that's the halacha. So yes, death permits by Karmish that tells us.